Thanks for joining us online for today's message from our Sunday morning service, where we are learning how to make disciples who love God, love others, and serve the world. We pray that you are encouraged and challenged. For more information about Wilmot Center Missionary Church, go to wcmc.ca. Now prepare your hearts for what God wants to speak to you today. All right, we're going to do something entirely different today. So normally this might be the time when we get to that part of the sermon and you're like, oh no, is he going to speak again? Um, But no, it's not me today. We're actually going to do something different. If you recall, we're in a series right now called Family Matters. And so Family Matters is, is really about giving you the tools that you need to deal with relationships, to deal with um, some of the tensions that happen in families, uh, things like finances and mental health. Uh, learning to pray together, learning how to build those relationships and maybe work on the ones that are doing great and also to work on the ones that are strained. And if you go around the room, I bet you every single one of us could tell a story about what's happening in their family. And some of it would be really great. Some of it would be awesome and you'd be excited to share what's happening. But I bet there would be a few of you in here and probably many of us that could talk about maybe one aspect of your family life that's not going so well. Something that you could really use some prayer about. That you could really commit to God again today. And I told you before, when we were talking about our new mission statement, that we're talking about authentic connections. And today is really digging into that. It's, it's, it's trying to create some of that authenticity. And so what we've asked today is we've asked two families to come to share. And we're going to ask them a few questions. Just about what's happening in their family life, what God's doing And while that's going on today, I don't want this to be passive. So one thing that I've really been praying about this week would be that God would use this as a time to minister to you. And that you'd be thinking about your own family and the things that maybe God might be calling you into as you move on. So I'm going to ask our very first couple to come up. This is Adam and Sherry Langlois. So they're going to come to the front. Now... As we do this today, I want you to remember that this isn't about perfection. Okay, so even today as we ask these people to be involved this morning, um, we're not looking for them to be the shiny, happy couple representing the shiny, happy family that has everything all shiny and ready to be together. In fact, one of the things I asked them for was to be vulnerable as much as they can today. Um, And I picked the two couples that you're going to hear from today because, uh, one, um, they're involved in the life of the church, and they're going to maybe share a little bit about that later on. But number two, that any time that we've talked, we've had the opportunity to have really honest, frank discussions about the things that are happening in their lives. And I think they're the type of people that are willing to risk a little bit with you. But I need you to make this feel like a safe place today. Okay? Can you do that? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I am going to tell you just ahead of time, because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to do something today. At the end of the two interviews, we're going to give you an opportunity to actually come to the front of the church. Not necessarily because you're going to be the next to be interviewed, um, but really as an act of faith. uh, To maybe pray together uh, as one, as a couple, as a family. And then maybe as, as God is talking to you through these people today, that you're going to have an opportunity to 
to step out in faith and put your stake in the ground and say, Lord, today's the day when I recommitted my family to you. And there'll be people to pray with you if you want, um, but we want this to be a breakthrough Sunday. A breakthrough Sunday for families, because we're about halfway through the series. we still got a lot of great things that Pastor Reynolds is going to share with us. But I'm just going to put that on your heart so you can let the Holy Spirit speak to you over the next few minutes. So first of all, this is Adam and Sherry Langlois. And Adam and Sherry, I'm, I'm wondering if you could maybe start by telling us a little bit about your family, maybe how many kids you have, uh, how old they are, a little bit about what you do, just to, so people get to know you. By the way, Adam's really excited to do this today. <laughs> Try the bottom. Green light means go. Green is go. Yeah, so this is clearly outside of my wheelhouse. Uh, my cover zone's way back there, so uh, bear with me. Okay, so we have two kids. <laughs> We're going to go with that. Um, Caleb is nine, Addison is eight, and we have a dog named Phoebe. And we had two foster babies in our home longish term. Um, we currently don't have anybody right now, and we are on a break with fostering, like a break right now. Now, you guys have been part of the Wilmot community for a long time, right? In fact, if I recall correctly, both these people had the dubious distinction of, of being, if not taught by me, but coached by me years and years ago, way, way, way back in the Stone Ages at, at Waterloo, Oxford. Um, so have you lived in New Hamburg your whole life? Um, so between the two of us, we have lived in every small town around New Hamburg, um, Plattsville, Baden, Tavistock. Wellesley, but our entire married life, we've been in New Hamburg. So what would you say, not that this is a plug or anything, what would you say is the best part of living right in Wilmot? Remember that there's a live stream on right now, so. We want to say the pizza place. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kidding. Oh, that's good. Yeah, well, that's true. It's good. Um, I love the small townness of Wilmot. Um, I find it very easy to get to know your neighbors here. Um, when you intentionally put some effort into it, and everyone's just super friendly. I love Wilmot, but that's not supposed to be a plug. That was really cheesy. That's really good. <laughs> that will work great on the clip later on. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your occupations a bit more? Okay, well, I'm a self-employed contractor, and Sherry is a stay-at-home mom. I do more than that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So when you say you do more than that, what do you mean by that, Sherry? Maybe we should flesh that out just to help Adam out here a bit. Not too much more. I, I keep all the little people alive, and I do a little bit for his business, like just payroll. That's about it, because um, it's boring stuff. Maybe some errands for you. Um, and I previously was a youth addictions worker, and then when our kids were born, then I started a home daycare, and then we did the fostering, and now I am at home just... They're in school, so loving life, um, but open to the idea of something outside of the home, but not sure what yet. Awesome. So again, all secrets out there. So Adam was also um, my oldest son's boss last year, so I learned just how busy you guys are because he got home really late. <laughs> Sorry. That, no, it's good. He loved it. He needed it. It was good. Um, now, it's, it, it's a really busy life that you guys have. Um, but what do you like most about your job? What's the one thing that, that you get up in the morning really excited to do? 
I told you to prepare this question. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really prepare well. Um, I like the idea of having the opportunity to take days off. Uh, again, it's an idea. I don't really get to see that very often, but um, potentially it's there. So you like being your own boss? Yeah, I enjoy being my own boss. Um, although I don't really see that actually being true. I don't think anyone's ever really their own boss. There's always customers that predict who you are and what you do and whatnot. And then you have a wife and family at home that also do that. So the whole being your own boss, it's basically a dream that doesn't exist. Yeah. Again, remember it's authenticity this morning, right? So that's good. What about you, Sherry? What's the best part about your job? Um, oh, shoot. Um, I love being a mom. I struggle with being a mom, but I love being a mom. Um, I like how it's really worked well for our family because Adam's been so busy. I love how we've been blessed where I can stay at home and kind of keep norm going. Um, just at least so there's like a consistent face. Well, you're consistent, but that's bad. Um, <laughs> just so I'm available. Like the kids get sick and have to go home from school like crap, but but I can do it. So it's been pretty awesome, the flexibility with that. Okay, so let's, let's shift gears. One of the reasons we asked you up today was because you are parents of relatively young kids, and I'm, I'm past that part right now. Uh, but I know that can be a challenging time. There's lots of difficulties that go with that. Um, what would you say are some of the most difficult parts of being a parent these days, even you know, 10 years further on than me? What, do you, what are you guys running into that, that might be difficult as a parent? Um, I'm really struggling with the transition between like being a helicopter parent and giving them more freedom as they age up. Um, finding that middle ground because I'm kind of terrified um, with like social media. Um, they're like they're they're little and they're like so when when do we get a phone? And I'm like when you can pay for it. Um, <laughs> Um, but it's th those have been asked for at least a year, I would say, and um, I'm like, I didn't. My parents didn't have to deal with that part. <laughs> so it's you know, being aware, I guess, um, and I needed to educate myself with being on top of those sort of things. Um, another thing that we've really kind of focused on is not giving them lots of stuff, but trying to do more memories. Um, plus, I don't want things in my house. But um, I also feel like that doesn't mean it needs to be we're going to Disney in any way. Um, currently, we're renovating a little apartment attached to our house. And I would say it's not fun in any way. At all. Like, demoing TV lies to you. Demo day sucks. Because you have to lug it out. Um, so we're, we're not having fun. Um, but we're all for enjoying the experience, I would say. Um, we're definitely making memories, right? <laughs> but Absolutely. it's something to do that we're doing together. Um, That's yeah. great. Um, now, like I said, you've both got young kids, but at the same time, if you look around the church and you look at church life, um, you guys are pretty heavily involved. So Sherry, you're, you're head of our hospitality ministry. You're a ministry leader. Uh, Adam, you're on the facilities management team. A big part of that. And we don't really do much, though. It's just, oh, no. I, I beg to differ. You guys have got a lot done. Um, but at the same time, in fact, there's been a few times I've seen you at the church and your kids are right here with you, uh, kind of alongside you. Um, has that been a conscious decision for you or is that just something that you've done to make it work? How do you think about balancing the need of your family and the idea of serving in a ministry like Wilmot? 
Yeah, so we both know that in order for all of this to happen, um, a lot of people have put planning in, um, they're being intentional, and they're putting a lot of work into it. So, and I know it says somewhere in the Bible, like, do it, serve, be involved, um, that sort of thing. So we're just doing that. I don't feel like we're doing anything special. We're just doing what we're supposed to do. And then, well, you got to lug the kids along because you get in trouble if you leave them at home. So <laughs> um, we do, it, it is part intentional, I guess. Um, like when there was the, the meeting here, the member meeting, um, Caleb set up half the tables and chairs, I would say, and he had a blast. Like I was exhausted. I was sweating. And he just had a blast doing it. So I want them to be connected and to feel that connection with putting in the effort. Amen. Um, another reason that I asked you two up here was because you've been involved uh, in trying to run a life group um, that is devoted to finances. And I told you last week, personally, when we were talking about this, I said that your insistence on or continually bringing this to the church and saying, hey, we need to keep working on financial things with our people because this is an issue. That really spoke to me and has been a big part of the reason why Leanne and I have been working on some new financial habits. So I wanted to bless you with that. Um, but I want to ask you about why that idea of personal finance has been so important to you. Like why, where's that come from? Um, what's God teaching you in that? Uh, and do you think that financial issues are a struggle for our families? Yeah, so money, um, I would say something people don't really talk about, but that bugs me because it can be such a strain on families. So if you think about it, if we're not going to talk about it, I feel like we're kind of setting up marriages for failure um, by being silent about it. So we do not run this class because we're totally loaded and we have so much money we don't know what to do with ourselves. Um, we do this because we struggle and we screwed up, um, but we're learning. Um, so there was a point when I was on mat leave with one of them, I feel like the little one, um, I was washing my hands and we ran out of hand soap and I just start crying because I'm like, shoot, <laughs> I had enough money for groceries, but this is an extra now that I need to get. Oh, shoot. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so I was pretty sure that that was our low. Um, and then a bit after that, my dad, plug for my dad, um, he gave us the Dave Ramsey financial piece. Uh, CDs. So we went to visit my grandparents one day and we listened to the entire thing um, that one day and that was kind of the start for us, like our, our journey to financial freedom. So it was our light bulb moment when we listened to that um, because we were never taught really about this stuff before and we then made um, it our priority to pay off debt, um, kill it, I hate debt. Um, so that was our priority, but then we also got serious about tithing um, at the same time. And let me tell you, when you're broke and you start tithing, like it's mind-blowing what you see God do. Um, it, it was crazy. Um, things that aren't even possible were happening in like our own lives. It's stuff you read about, but it was happening in our lives. It was amazing. Um, so because of that, like, so I go from not being able to sleep um, there was a huge chunk of time where I wasn't sleeping at night because I was just stressed. Um, to then we had a plan and we had things put on paper and um, we were able to see like a change in our, our marriage. We had hope for the future, uh, that sort of thing. 
So I kept thinking, I'm like, it can't be just us who has no idea what's going on. Um, who can't be the only people who've made mistakes and just have no clue what to do. So we decided, like, we like this program. I really want to be passionate about speaking about money. <laughs> so um, that's why I've kind of been pushing this within our church because God, I really feel he doesn't want us to live like that. He wants us to do amazing things. So um, we felt that we learned what we needed to learn and that we already hit our rock bottom and that we crawled our way out and that we were, you know, we were doing it. Um, but this past year we were given an opportunity to learn a ton more. <laughs> um, so we were trucking along, we were debt free. We were working towards some pretty awesome future goals that we had and then bam, a, a large job that we were doing um, went sour and hit us financially super bad. So um, we were pretty discouraged. And then Adam actually was experiencing depression and major um, anxiety, which was new for us because as our immediate family, we've never had to deal with that before. So um, oh, at the same time, Adam was also experiencing major back pain to the point where he couldn't even drive. So one income family, <laughs> this job is far away and he can't even drive now. Um, so basically it was just like attack, attack, attack from Satan. So it was, it was a pretty crummy year. Um, so it even took Adam quite a while to tell me what was going on um, and how bad things actually were and the seriousness of everything because he knows I don't sleep when that happens. Um, so when he finally told me and gave us the, like, he gave me the, the total number of the loss, um, I was calm, I had peace. And I basically just said like, okay, well, this is what we're gonna do to get out of it. Like, let's make a plan. And that was straight up God, cause that was not me speaking in any way. Um, I still feel peace, I'm like, I know we got this. Um, so, um, yeah, so it was through all of that, I knew we weren't alone. And it was kind of around the same time where the word was spoken over the church, um, God's got this. And I'm like, that's for us. <laughs> the whole church, they got it, but it's for us. Um, so it's kind of awesome when things like that happen. Amen. Wow, I really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Um, if you had one piece of financial advice to give families, what would that one thing be? I have two. <laughs> you get a bonus. I couldn't, oh yeah, you get a bonus. Um, so the one is give, give. So when we had our aha moments that this isn't our money, um, it's God's money. And he is giving it to us to be little money stewards for him. Um, that's when things kind of change. So we're told to tithe and we're to told to give generously. Um, because when we realize then that it's not ours, it's easy to give. Because it's really easy to give away other people's money. So put it in your head, and then you'll, it'll come a lot easier. That's a great piece of advice. Hold on, number two. Um, <laughs> like I said, the bonus. The bonus is um, to do dream meetings. So I'm the one who initiates this, but Adam is such a great trooper. Um, we will intentionally go out on a date and have a dream meeting and talk about our goals and our dreams that we want for us. And then Montana's is our favorite place to do this because they have the, pa the brown paper on the tables and the crayons. So we will write out either like quarterly goals, year goals, five-year goals. Um, sometimes we do them all at once. And then, you know, you bring home the piece of paper and it's taped to our bedroom wall. Um, but it, I really, really encourage you to do that with your spouse because 
it's easy to do it when things are good, but it's also so important to do when things are bad so then you know where you're, where you're heading. Awesome, awesome. Like I said, I appreciate your vulnerability. Um, there's one last thing we want to do. Is, is there one thing that we could pray for you? We're going to be asking people later on to come forward and to sort of put their stake in the ground. What would be one thing that we could pray for you that you might use to suggest to the rest of the people what they could be praying about? She's a talker. I'm I was trying to share the mic. Everybody's got a role. It's all good. <laughs> um, currently, what we have been praying for um, is we bought a property um, with the plan to do something with it. Like, this is where we currently live. Um, so we don't know exactly what God is telling us to do with it, whether build, sever, like, leave it, like, that sort of thing. So we're really trying to hear from God um, with what to do with that. And then also, Adam's back is much better, but it's not healed yet. So that's always something we're praying about. All right. We are going to pray for you right after we're done our second interview. So if you guys could just stay close by. Could you give them a big hand, people? Thank you. At this point, I'd like to call Jason and Rhonda Erb, if you could come to the front. Now, we have to, we have to be really sympathetic. Poor Jason's been, been sick for the last few days, and uh, he hasn't been feeling the greatest. Um, so he may not be quite as enthusiastic today. Uh, but I really appreciate your willingness to, to step up and to help us. So this is our second couple. And uh, so Jason and Rhonda, you're a family of five, and you've got three teenage daughters. And I'm wondering, just to, for the people that don't know, can you tell, them a little, tell us a little bit about each of them? Sure. So my oldest is here, Kristen. She is um, 18, and she is just she's going to be graduating from Waterloo Oxford this year. And she is accepted to go to Wilfrid Laurier next year in mathematics, hoping to be a math teacher. And then my middle one is 16, Jada. And she is not with us. She's on a leadership retreat right now. Um, and her highlight for high school is music, a music department. And her dream is to be a worship leader. And then our youngest is 14, Selena. And she is going to be graduating from public school. So this will be a weepy year for me because I have one graduating high school and one public school. So that's a huge thing for me. And she is our athlete. She loves sports. So her highlight for this year was making the volleyball team. Awesome. And again, I've been real privileged. I've, I've taught the first two and the next one's coming. I'm excited to meet her too. Um, Jason and Rhonda, you're, Jason, you're in full-time ministry. And Rhonda, you run your own business. Um, can you talk about the challenges and benefits of, of one, your work, and then also how you make the two realities work together? Because both of them are kind of all-consuming. Um, yeah, I'd say uh, in terms of the ministry piece, um, of course, two of my daughters I see very regularly as I walk through the halls at Waterloo Oxford, which is kind of neat. I don't know if they uh, share the same affinity for that. Um, but... Uh, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely challenges that come uh, with that, and I think part of it is um, the way I'm wired. I'm an all-in kind of a guy, so uh, the thing that I struggle with often is, you know, I will all day long be investing in individuals, and sometimes when I get home, by the end of the day, you know, I don't sometimes feel like I have a whole lot more to give, and, you know, obviously that's not good, uh, you know, in terms of being able to invest in your children, so... Um, that, that has definitely been an area where I have struggled in the past. 
when it comes to owning my own business, I used to be a teacher, and so owning my own business has actually been a huge blessing for us because um, we made the decision when the girls were young that we didn't want anybody else to raise our kids. So because he was, he was with Youth for Christ back then too, and I had my own business, we had the flexibility, and to me, that's priceless. Um, if I was a teacher, I wouldn't be able to go on the field trips. So for me, I had the flexibility that when I had, when Jason was working, I had time off, and when um, I was working, he had time off, so one of us could always be home with the kids. But then the whole thing with owning your own business, it's a blessing because then I could go on field trips with the kids, and that was a huge priority for us. But the strains of owning your own business also in the evenings, that means, you know, I'm doing emails, um, I'm trying to keep up with my staff, and that can definitely be a, an up and down thing. But um, Donna and I both kind of made the decision that we're not the type of bosses that are going to be working 70 hours a week. We wanted to scale down and work hands-on three days a week um, for the very purpose that our family came first. And so, to me, that's a blessing, owning my own business, so that I had that flexibility. If you know anything about the herbs, if you've met them, you know that they're a really close family. If you came on Christmas Eve, you actually saw all five of them singing together. It was an amazing moment. I loved it. I'm a big fan of your family. Um, what are some things your family does together that helps to build that kind of tight relationship? Yeah, I think um, one of the things that we've definitely made a priority is to have mealtime together. Um, again, you know, school and that sort of thing, you can't have lunch together, though I sometimes have the opportunity of uh, having lunch with uh, a couple of my daughters at the moment. Um, but uh, having those opportunities when everyone's done their day and, you know, to ask those questions, you know, like, you know, for instance, what was the highlight of today? What was one of the difficult things that you faced today? Um, and again, a lot of times uh, having the ability to see very quickly um, you know, just in terms of our kids and, and being aware and observant in terms of, you know, how they're doing, right? And uh, so that was a good opportunity to check in. That was really, really significant for us. One thing that we do as a family is we call it family pick. So this is what we do every once in a while when we know we have a slot of time to be together. We split whatever the time is, say it's two and a half hours, and each of us get a half an hour. And the rule is that you can't balk at what one person picks. Mm. So each of us pick one thing for that half an hour to do and the whole family joins in. And we do that quite often. And those are some of our great memories of, of all the way from, you know, button, button so high when they were little, you know, up to paying, playing sardines like we had to hide in the closet until the kids found us and stuff like that. Um, all the way up to now, um, oftentimes it ends up being a half an hour singing around the piano or um, playing games. That's something that we enjoy doing together. What a great tip. Um, what, are, what are some of the difficulties in being a parent these days? So you heard from Adam and Sherry, and again, you have a different perspective because you're dealing with teenagers every single day. So what do you notice that are some of the, the challenging parts of being a family right now? Yeah, I think probably the greatest thing, and I think, I don't know, if we had an opportunity to do a survey right now, I feel like a lot of people would be like the busyness, uh, the distraction, like there's so many things that call our attention. And, um, and so again, it's interesting because even this morning as I was reflecting, considering about sharing, and then, you know, when you shared the, uh, the vision statement and it was about the authenticity and we heard it again as the, as we started into the worship time, you know, to be honest with you this morning, I'm like, why are we going up there? You know, like honestly, right. And, um, and I think part of it was the enemy, the enemy comes at us and points out all the areas where we failed. 
all the areas where, you know, we struggle. And part of it is, uh, you know, I'm dealing with uh, the rea realization that my oldest daughter is, is going to go to university next year. And I'm starting to think about some of the things that I wish I would have done a little bit differently. I don't know if anyone else, maybe I'm the only person that, that deals with that sometimes. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's the biggest thing is just there's so much uh, distraction. There's so many things that, you know, have the potential of just robbing us of incredible opportunities to spend time together. Um, and that's definitely one area that I, uh, you know, can definitely see happen. As a mom, um, when they were little and they needed something, I could provide it. And it seems like, you know, as they get older, problems get bigger. So that, that's a tough thing. One of the girls' teachers said to me that kind of as parents, we're usually as happy as our saddest child. And that really hit me because there's definitely times that when you have three teenage girls, yes, we do have lots of things going on in the house. Um, but it's true, um, not often do they all come home and say they had a fantastic day. And so as a, as a mom when they were small, I thought that things were hard, but it does get tough um, as they get older. In some ways, I feel like my girls need me more than ever. Wow, that's so true. Um, both of you are, are heavily involved in ministry inside the church and outside the church, uh, and so are your kids, actually. So they're on worship teams, they're involved downstairs in children's ministry. Um, has that been a value for you as a family as you've gone along, and, and uh, are you intentional about the idea of serving as a family? Yeah, and that's where um, even thinking about my last answer, um, you know, I, I talked about more of the challenge, and here's an opportunity, I think, to talk about some of the, the benefits that come. Um, and again, uh, thinking of what I do at the high school, the fact that I get to be at the same high school with my, my daughters, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, having opportunities like, you know, for instance, the other day, and I hope you don't mind me sharing this, honey, but um, the other day she was helping out with a leadership event and, you know, she led it, like with all these grade eights that were there and led it. And it was awesome for me to, to see that leadership, um, you know, develop in her, right? And I, uh, I feel like, um, you know, that's one of the, the amazing opportunities. And, you know, again, for someone who has had opportunities to speak at camps, etc., where our kids are there, um, you know, I, I believe that our children are picking up more than just what we're, we're saying, but also what we're doing. And so to see them pick up on that and to understand, like you talked about it, right, to have your kids in there and serving and to derive joy from that, um, to find those places that line up with your kids' spiritual gift. So that they come alive as opposed to, you know, you're going to do this, <laughs> you know, and it maybe is nowhere close to the way that God's wired them. Like I'm, I'm loving seeing the girls um, discover the way that God's wired them. And the other thing I think that's important too in that is, um, you know, we've, we've really tried to emphasize, like again, that intentionality, we tried to emphasize celebra celebrating each other's giftedness. Not making comparisons with each other, right? You know, we're, we're so different. We're so unique. And so celebrating each person's area of giftedness and, and learning to celebrate together, I think, has been really uh, important in that as well. That's powerful. Thank you. Um, one of the issues facing teenagers, and you and I have talked about this a fair bit. You, we drop into my office and we chat a lot, which I love. It's great. Um, but, and frankly, it's facing whole families these days is in the area of mental health and uh, self-identity and actually who you are as a person. 
Um, are you seeing that in the people that you meet as you minister, I mean, as you, as you serve in your business and with families? Um, and how do you think that works against uh, the family dynamic and with the students that you meet? I guess I'm taking this one. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting because one of the things I wanted to share, too, I, I feel very privileged and blessed, right? I mean, the moment our first child wasn't born, we didn't have some robed figure come in, surrounded by glorious light, and hand us this book, you know, this <laughs> manual's like, this is how you shall do it, you know, like nothing like that. It would have been nice. Um, but I've had the incredible opportunity to work with youth for the last, I don't know, it's been a long time, let's say like 25 years probably, right? And so I've, I've listened I've, I've observed, I've watched, I've heard young people share with me things that are working well, things that don't work well. Mm. And I've tried to be a student. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm more of an apprentice as opposed to somebody who goes and, you know, reads books and figures it out. I, I, I tend to be an observer. Yeah. And um, uh, so, you know, that's, that's one area. And I realize now that was a bit of a bunny trail. It happens to me quite regularly. Um, <laughs> do you mind just saying the last part of that again? So, Sorry. Yeah. We're asking about Woo, mental health and self-identity. Yeah, mental health, yeah. And, and again, whether or not you're seeing that as a, as a problem that families are having to deal right. with. Right. And so I think part of, uh, part of that is um, the whole aspect of communication, how important that yeah. is. Because um, that's what I was starting to head into, is that in those years of working, the youth that seem to be doing best are the ones that have those outlets to be able to talk. Um, to have, you know, mentors, mentors is something that we've greatly emphasized with our kids. Yeah. You need a mentor. You need someone, um, because there's times where we will speak something into our kids' lives and it seems like it's not really having a, a great impact, you know, and then someone comes in that they respect and all of a sudden, boom, it clicks and we'll sit there and we're like, we've been saying that for like five years, eh? you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I understand that that was me too. Right. And so, um, yeah, that, that's the biggest thing is to have those outlets, uh, communication. And I know for myself, right, God's done a lot of healing in me in the last three, four years. You know, I grew up in a home where, um, you know, often if we did say something, it would be scrutinized, mm. you know. And so there was kind of a fear to be open, honest, and real. And so God's doing a lot of healing in my life. And um, the, uh, the, in honesty, though, you know, sometimes in those difficult times, you mentioned about a difficult year, you find yourself sometimes reverting to those yeah. old patterns, right? To live consistently with openness, vulnerability, authenticity um, is not easy. Um, we need those people in our lives who continue to challenge us. And I loved your idea about having those dream things. Like, we got to go to Montana's, babe. Um, <laughs> and uh, so anyway, those kind of things are, are crucial, I believe. Awesome. Um, we, we do try to be intentional too with, with the times where we sit down and chat, like after last week's message, we spent hours talking about finances with our kids and we just sat down and they were all asking questions and it was awesome to be able to do that. We have, we have a couple of sets of table topics. So I don't know if you're familiar with it. They're just cards with questions and we pull them out <coughs> at any point and it just brings up the conversation that needs to be shared. And we, we, we try to go deeper and, and ask some of those questions, but I want to emphasize that whole piece about me mentors. You know, we, we can have some answers. We screw up, but we would like the girls to feel that they have somebody else to go to besides us. So we were very intentional before their 13th birthdays to sit down and discuss with them who, um, 
who they would like as a mentor, and, and we have some of those mentors in this congregation. And our girls meet with them, and when we see them really struggling and we're trying to work through something with them, we say, hey, here's a chance for you to call one of your mentors and to have a chance to sit down. So I think that helps with the mental health thing because we as a couple don't have everything. And so we want them to be able to ask questions to other people and gain wisdom from others. Wow, that's great advice. What's one thing, because we asked Adam and Sherry, what's one thing that we can be praying about for your family? And again, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to give an opportunity for you to be prayed for and for the rest of you to be prayed for. Um, what's one thing that we can be praying about for you as a family? Oh, I'd say probably just wisdom. You know, I think of, of Solomon, you know, I just read that the other day and, you know, he could have asked for anything, but he was asking for wisdom to be able to lead a people. Um, being a parent in this day and age is not easy, right? Mm -hmm. And to have wisdom, especially in those times when you can see that your, your child is struggling, you know, and to know what to say, what to do. Uh, that's another thing all of a sudden I felt like the Holy Spirit just reminded me. Um, there have been times where the Holy Spirit, as I walk past the room of my children, or I see them, will, will speak a word. Like, you know, like you need to go and check in with them. You need yeah. to, you know, say this, share that. There have been times where I listened. There were times when I didn't. There were times where I wasn't courageous, where I felt like I didn't have the wisdom that was necessary. So I just backed off and did nothing, unfortunately. Um, but that's, that's my primary prayer. It's like wisdom. We've got a lot of things, uh, decisions, transition. We have a lot of things going on. So wisdom would be uh, greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Ashley, could you bring your team back up, please? I'm going to ask you guys just to step down here. And uh, first of all, let's give them a big hand for their honesty. And I, I appreciate your patience today as, as you've waited. Um, it's been a long service, but it's been the kind of service where a family talks to each other, a little bit about what, what God's doing in this place. But we want to end the service today by giving you an opportunity to respond. So we already said that we want to pray for these two couples. And so in a second, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask them to stand. I'm going to ask all of you to stand. We're going to sing a song that, that Ashley and Evan picked called Rain in Us. And I thought, what an appropriate way to say God, even as we leave this place, we're just going to do a short part of it, Ashley. Um, but even as, as we commit to God reigning in this church and in this community, wouldn't it be amazing to have an opportunity as families to say, God, as of right now, maybe I haven't done it right. Maybe I've messed up. Maybe I'm, I don't feel like it's been great so far. But as of today, I'm putting my stake in the ground and saying, Lord, you reign in this family. And you reign in these relationships. And you reign in the situation that I'm worried about right now. And you reign in that, that place where I feel like I have a lack of wisdom. Right? I want to give you the opportunity today to actually respond. So we're going to have everybody stand up in just a second. I'm going to have the ministry team come forward. And first I want you to pray over these two couples. And as, as you're done praying, I hope, again, if you feel led today to come forward. And just to, to as an act of faith to say, Lord, I'm putting you in the middle of that situation and giving you complete control and asking you to reign in my life. So we're going to ask you to stand. Could I ask you all to stand now? Ministry team, if you could come forward now and surround these two couples. And then the rest of you, would you come forward? And again, there'll be people to pray for you here. And just before we start to sing, let me pray for you. Lord, we thank you for today and we thank you for what you're doing. And we thank you for the way that you have built families into the fabric of your plan for creation. And Lord, we admit that we're not perfect. We admit that there are things that we do that are far less than what you envisioned. We admit, Lord, that we have broken relationships. 
Lord, we admit that there are things that we're concerned about. We, but we also admit, Father, that you have a plan. And so even now, before we go a step further, before we head out into this week, Lord, we ask for you to reign in each situation. And I ask, Lord, Holy Spirit, that you would give courage to those people that need to respond this morning to step out in faith, because I believe an act of obedience will lead to a spiritual breakthrough in these families. And so we cover all of these people uh, in the name of Jesus, Lord, and ask for your Holy Spirit to lead and to give wisdom. And we look forward to giving you praise for the freedom stories, for the stories of, of new relationships restored, for prodigals brought back home, God. We thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening online with us. We trust you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. If you have a prayer request or an encouraging story about what God has been doing in your life, please email us at amen at wcmc.ca. God bless.